I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. And I tell you guys I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't let us play more. By the way, you can get your uh, shameless plug here. Your official I will ride with this group Purple Daily swag over at scorenorth.com slash shop. That's scornorth.com slash shop. I know someone who's still riding with this group. He's got the flag in his hand. Let's go. There you go. That's flag waving, baby. This is Purple Daily, presented by Quick Trip Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And it's much more likely today than it was yesterday morning, waking up before Monday Night Football. A shout out to our friends at Summit Orthopedics here, gentlemen. Quick thank you to them for being on board here at Score North. And if you're dealing with any type of pain, maybe you're on, maybe you're questionable for, you know, weekend activities with a hip, shoulder, a back, whatever it is, knees. No referrals are needed, and they offer same-day appointments at Summit Orthopedics. If you're really hurting, they also offer walk-in orthopedic urgent care starting at 8 o'clock in the morning. 25 locations across the Twin Cities in greater Minnesota. Learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. Boy, the Viking situation has changed in the last 24 hours. 48 hours if you want to count the Lions getting thwacked by the Ravens. But just specific to the Vikings themselves. They were staring down the barrel of a two and five start. 
and now they're three and four after just going toe to toe, not a fluke win, legitimately punching the San Francisco 49ers out. So what do you do with this? <laughs> what do you make of this? Okay, we've explored trade options on this show. We've kind of we've started to close the casket on this team. What do you make of the Vikings' current situation? You know what? I, I think there's a theme developing, an unforeseen theme, because at the time I didn't think it would be a theme that could transfer to the success. Uh, but just as we said, you know, when we banned the word tank on, on this show and we called it an opportunity for improvement because the opportunity was, hey, if you could trade guys, especially on expiring contracts, if you're yeah. not going to re-sign them, there's an opportunity to make trades to get collateral back. But why not flip that word opportunity and take it to the present right now? which is if you look at the upcoming schedule, opportunity knocks again. The question is, are the Vikings going to answer it? Because you got five of your next six games are against teams below 500. I think the only team that's not is Atlanta, which is a tough game on the road, but they're like four and three, so it's not yep. like they are unbelievable. You beat a really good team last night uh, in San Francisco. And, and, you know, to your point, Phil, I love the fact that you came out and you punched first, you punched them in the mouth. You basically said, you know what, you're a bully. And what do you do to bullies? You go after them. And the Vikings did exactly that. They went bang right on the schoolyard. And yeah, you know, I don't condone fighting, but sometimes it's necessary to set a tone. So I think the opportunity here right now is, okay, if you take this seriously in week by week, uh, be, because if you lose on Sunday, now you're like, to, oh boy, here you go again. And you're trying to, you know, you're constantly trying to dig out then. But this team started 0-3. They are now within, what, a game of 500. And this is the opportunity to, to dig out fully and change the path of your season. So I'm going to take the word opportunity and take it from, hey, you might want to trade some guys to opportunity to actually make some noise. So according to the Tankathon's strength of schedule um, situation for the rest of the NFC North, the Vikings have the 24th easiest schedule. The Lions have the second easiest. So as of now, they only have to play one more team that has a winning record. Again, as of now, like the, they still have yep. to play the Vikings twice. They still have yep. to play the Chargers, who are really good, um, or, or better than, I guess, on paper, maybe their record is. But if you're the Vikings at this point, can you keep pace with those two games by the time you played Detroit the first time, like the fact that those two games are right at the end of the season. And we all thought going in when we were picking schedules that probably divisions will be decided in those two games. Can the Vikings at least keep pace? Can you have at least a game behind? Can you like be right where you're at right now? You're two games back, but can you go into that first Detroit game being a game back with then you having your controlling your own destiny, essentially um, to potentially steal the division from Detroit. So uh, the Vikings still have a little bit of a tough test. Obviously, the Bengals will be good, and it's not a complete easy just walk-in path, but, man, it makes life a lot easier, especially if you get back to 500 against the Packers this Sunday. kind of feels like we should pick the schedule right now. I thought about it, too. Should we do it? Should we do it? I thought about let's doing do it, it, too. I almost suggested it. We should do it. Let's, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's, let's, let's do it. Let's so when, when, when you were off on, was it Thursday? or I think and it was Friday. Thursday we did a little bonus camera what day it was we, one of the days last week we we did this exercise we felt like you know we, we listened to the feedback here we are a show of the people on purple daily and there was a huge faction of vikings fans that were listen i get it you guys are 
you're planning trades and you're you're talking about the season kind of being over and whatnot. But what about the fans that want to root for wins? Can you please try to find a path, a positive path for us? This is before the Niners game. So Judd and I did the episode last week. and said, let's find a path to nine wins. And, uh, you know, half the fans, I think, were, all right, this is great. Yep, this seems realistic. And the other half were like, why are you even entertaining this premise? Well, now it doesn't look so. And we even had them losing to the Niners and still getting to nine wins in our scenario. So now that they've won this game, let's just start with week eight, Green Bay Packers. The Vikings are three and four. We'll go around the room. We'll see what, we'll see what we end up with for a win-loss this isn't like you have to get them to nine or ten. It's whatever you want, whatever you, right. wherever you think the season's going to go now. All right. right at Green Bay. I'm going Keep track to track your own, by the way. Yeah, yeah I mean, we'll do. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to say now. Now that's a you tough aren't going game. to. Or you? <laughs> that's a tough game. No, I, I I was not going to, but now I will. Uh, I'm going to say win. I think they ride the momentum of. Uh, the game last night, and I, I don't know how this Packers team is going to respond now. Like, are they going to punch back like the Vikings did against San Francisco, or are they going to look at that Denver game and their quarterback being shaky at best, and are they going to say, yeah, you know what, we're just not that good. So I'm going to give the Vikings a win. Not easy, by the way. Yeah, it's tough, man. Dex? I have it as a loss. I have it as a loss. Uh, Packers right now are one-point favorites. They're reeling, but they're going back home. This is the easiest part of the Vikings' schedule. But I can't say they're just going to completely run the table between now and Week 15 when they have to play the Bengals. There's going to be a loss on this schedule. And I'm going to say it is this Sunday in Green Bay. All right, I'm I'm actually going to – because I think we need to know. There there has been – last year – I think only one team won their game the week after playing the 49ers. It was yes. some crazy number. Like, sick, like they were like 1 in 16 teams that played the 49ers the following week. So I think we should I think we should get that information here before we proceed forward. Now Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland beat the Niners last week and then they came back there now their defense was atrocious against the Colts. Yeah. And a they backup were. quarterback, Gardner Minshew. But Cleveland mm-hmm. won the week after mm-hmm. playing San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The, let's see here. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh beat the Browns the week after playing San Francisco. The Rams lost. The Giants lost. That's two and two. It, but it's not. it looks like it's not as much of a thing. I mean, the Cardinals lose to everybody, well, so they don't even really count. And don't right? forget, too, I, I think one the of the Cowboys, nice things. The Cowboys bounce back. That's three. That's three I think right one there. of the nice things about what the, the Vikings did l- last night, too, is they took the play to San Fran. I feel it's more like if you get your butt kicked and it's uh, – but I felt like the Vikings actually did the butt kicking more than <laughs> San Francisco did. It's a win. It's a win. Okay. Give me a I think win. The Packer, me a I think the it's Packers might – my, you know, it's a weird league. Might be totally wrong. Crazy league. I think the Packers might be close to cash in their end. They could be. I think so. Like they could be. Bad. Yeah, I think Jordan Love's not that good. I think there's a lot of question marks there. I think there's a lot of uncertainty there. Like the Vikings aren't. The Vikings have uncertainty about the future as far as their roster construction, but I don't think the locker room is hmm. uncertain. I, you know what? You might not love Kirk, but at least Kirk is. Incredibly solid. What's Jordan Love? 
Yeah, well, he's just he's he's just kind of a guy, right? He seems yeah. like he's he's a starting quarterback. He's, but a, he's meh. Yeah, it's so hard, dude. Also, like I'll admit, my radar from week to week on what the Vikings are going to do has been wildly off. I thought they yeah. would get smoked by San Francisco. You so they did it, Kansas City, and they almost did, but yeah. It would be. It is a very trap game like feel, and that it's a short week. It's it's the Packers. You're going to Lambeau Field. You're coming out this big emotional victory. It's like it feels like a letdown in some ways is on the horizon. But it's go time. It's also go you, time. You don't give yourself here. Here's the thing. It would be a trap game if you had gotten off to the start you should have. Okay. And then you beat San Francisco. It's go time. Yeah. Like. Guys, if they if next burn Monday the boats. they're they're going to Green Bay, they're burning the boats. If next okay. Monday they're three and five, we're gonna eat be eating some difficult conversations for breakfast. Before the Tuesday trade deadline. Yeah. Well, and and now you're three and five, and now it's like, well, was the San Francisco victory sort of more of a fluke than we thought it was? Yeah. It's go time. Okay. All right. At Atlanta. Um, this is where I will give them a loss because I do agree with Dex. I don't think they're going to just run through this schedule. Atlanta's four and three. Um, if the game was here, I'd almost certainly say Vikings win, although they, they have lost, what, three of their home games. Uh, I'm going to say this is the loss, though, because I'm probably not going to predict a loss for a little while after this. Win. Uh, I I don't buy the Falcons, even though they're in an incredibly weak division. Um, their defense is better than maybe people give it credit for, but like Desmond Ritter has been nothing special. In fact, all of Desmond Ritter's wins this year have been game-winning yeah. drives. He has four game-winning drives He's this year. He's a turnover machine, dude. He fumbled the ball at the one on Sunday. And then, so I'm not, I don't, not I don't play fantasy football anymore, but like Arthur, didn't he like bench Bijan Robinson or something or like wasn't utilizing no. him in the first no, half? He, what was it? He, he was sick. He was supposed. He was sick. Okay, but they didn't turn in the information to the league, and more now buffoon. They're, they're okay, even more buffoonery that's happening in Atlanta. So that just—it's a yeah. win. It's a win. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, I don't know, man. Atlanta's a, Atlanta's a tougher, sneaky beat. That I guess I feel I'm going to say loss, but what I'm really going to say is they're going to lose one of these two road games coming up. So right. it's kind of a cop out, but I don't—I don't know that they're going two and zero on the road here. Back home against the Saints in Week Ten. Win. I think they beat the Saints at, at home. I think they got some of their home mojo back. Um, and I also think for the first time in three home games that the place is not going to be packed with opposing fans. Dude, you, the, the Niners fans last night were incredible. Yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah. They are so loud. And like Phil said, when, when you, you saw them down, downtown, they were, I don't know that there were many as many of them as there were Chiefs fans, but they were sure as Dude. hell louder. I was on the plaza for like two hours before the game, just com- you know, mingling with Vikings fans. And don't do that, Judd. Don't. That looks weird. <laughs> Drinking? No, I don't want it looks. To meme yeah, you and yeah. you know, yeah, it, it's 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 very memeable. And now now it's probably going to get memed. I'm okay you know? with that. It doesn't do what you intend it to do, you know. And like someone could frame you. We're looking out for you here. Okay, but there was a that. lot of red jerseys on the plaza. Last mm-hmm. night, I would say like twenty five percent of the jerseys were red jerseys. Are you okay, Declan? Yeah, I was looking at I was looking at a stat that I thought blew my mind. That was all that was, okay. and then also Judd processing what <laughs> Judd was doing. <laughs> For the audio audience, drinking out of uh, a can of of yeah. seltzer or beer is yep. Uh, yep. When you're not actually Here. holding the can, okay, like, I'll no, do no, it like just this don't, don't, just don't. <laughs> okay, now. 
this game might not actually happen on a Sunday night against oh. Denver. It's a Sunday night football Wait, game I didn't, right now. I didn't but... give you my pick for the Saints. Okay, make the Saints game. Oh, that, that, that would be a win for me. So it's a, it's just a win. It's a win against it's the Saints wins. at home. Okay, yep. so it's all a win. Saints yep. win. Okay. Yep. Patrick. Okay. Uh, Denver on the road on Sunday night. Maybe Sunday night. We'll see. Um, this is a win to me. I mean, Denver did beat Green Bay, but that's a really weird team. There are no question in my mind not as good as the Vikings are. So this is probably a tougher game, but I'm going to give them. I'm going to give the Vikings. Yeah. No, Even though game. you're right, it won't be Sunday night probably. This game will get flexed. Now get ready for a 3 p.m. start. Declan? Loss. I, I don't really love the Broncos either. Not a big Russell Wilson fan. Not a huge shape Sean Payton fan. But I think winning on the road and just assuming, again, wins, wins, wins is, is a dangerous game. I think there's a stumble here if they lose in Denver. Fair enough. It is, it is a game that it's, it's so easy to just sit here and be like, it's a win, right? But the, the Broncos... Are, are relatively well coached with Sean Payton. They seem to be getting more competitive. Their defense has been largely a disaster, but the Packers couldn't move the ball against their defense. So, God, I have to give the Vikings a win here. I don't think, I don't okay. think this is a letdown game, so right. I'll take a win here for the Vikings. If Russell but, Wilson was still Russell Wilson, I probably would agree with Declan, but he's not. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So that gets us to another game that probably gets flexed. We'll see. Right now it's a Monday game, week 12, against the Chicago Bears. Judd. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't pick the Vikings to lose this game. I'm, I'm going to be picking a loss here soon, but it's, it's not going to be the Bears. I know they just beat Vegas and um, the, the new – QB who might still be playing, who the hell knows, is a good story. But I'm going to go win for the Vikings. Put some respect on his name. I can never remember his name. I keep thinking pageant. <laughs> pageant. I keep thinking pageant. But anyway, all right. The beauty so pageant. Yes. Win. Win for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Win for me as well. Win for me as well. They take care of business at home against Chicago. Uh, whether it's Monday night or back on noon with like the, you know, fifth ranked Fox crew, whoever the heck, I don't know. Like, I don't know who gets the game. If it gets flexed out of Monday night football and back on Sunday, who's their fifth crew now? Yeah. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I do not know. Probably Brady Quinn hmm. is a Brady Quinn involved or is he higher up on the pecking order now? I, I forget. Uh, regardless, it's a win. It's a win at home. All right. I feel like something weird's going to happen in this Uh-oh. game. 
this feels like the Bears have gotten the offense going a little bit, you know, with or without Justin. They've gotten it going twice with Justin Fields. Now they've gotten it going with a backup quarterback. But and then all the different things the Vikings threw at the Bears. I guess, I guess that's the saving grade. I'm going to say it's a win. This game okay. gives me a little bit of weird vibes. Can the Bears adjust to some of the, like the the Vikings ran the same blitz at them as Alex Boom pointed out a million times and it fooled them almost every time. Can they adjust? But I'm going to go win here as well. Okay. Now it's a bye week and we're into December at Vegas coming out of a bye. Loss. I think this is a loss. This is a um, this is not a great team that they're playing by any means. But it's a road game. It's after a bye, which can help, but also can hurt a little bit. Um, in, inevitably, to Declan's point, there's going to be some defeats on the schedule still. And so I'm going, this is a loss on the road. Wow, out of a bye. Mm. I have this as a win. I, Josh McDaniels is just an utter buffoon. Um, I know he has like a ton of money locked up and they cannot, well, they they could fire him, I guess, but they will eat so much money. I I, I think he's he's not a great head coach, so... I think coming off a bye, even though it's on the road and there's, you know, the lure of Sin City there, it's still a win for me. It's a win for me, man. Like, it's, you're coming out of a bye against that team. Like, it's, and I agree, McDaniels is not a good coach relative to the rest of the NFL coaches. You know, it's funny, you pull a coordinator away from Tom Brady for 10 or 15 years and maybe he's not as much of a mastermind as you thought. Same for Belichick, by the way. I've got them on a four and one stretch though, and I think they get a little cocky and confident. That's what I'm trying to balance here. It's yep. like, okay, I think like we your mind says you should throw a loss in, but dude, the opponents are not good. That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. what are the, you, are, you're you're what you're doing is you're putting in a loss because you think you have to, not because you think the no, Raiders are gonna beat the Vikings, right? No, I'm putting in a loss because when I watch this league week to week, I can't figure out half the time what the hell is go- going on. So, like, yes, I look at teams that I think they, they suck, but then I watch games and those teams win. Yeah. So it's uh, no, no, it comes back. It comes back to the fact that so many teams are much closer grouped than we probably would like to admit. They they definitely are. Yeah, I'm not going to dispute that. I would say that I, I think they're more likely to lose at home to Chicago than on the road at Las Vegas at that point in the season. But okay. we'll see. So, okay. Uh, on to Cincinnati. At Cincinnati in week 15. I think Joe Burrow's going to be recovered by this point from his uh, his in- injury that has plagued him since training camp. Um, cold weather game in Cincinnati. I think the Vikings lose this game. It's a two-game losing streak. Yeah, the Bengals, like, everyone was freaking out about the Bengals' slow start, which last year, I, I'm pretty sure they did the exact same thing. They started 0-2, Burrow had a yeah. ton of interceptions. Now, Burrow wasn't hurt, uh, but now the Bengals are kind of, they might be back a little bit. They've battled they're, they're, they battled a little bit here, so I have this as a loss. I am curious on what, when this game's going to be played, because I think right now it's completely TBD. It could be a Saturday game, could be a Sunday game. Is this a game that gets moved? Uh, I don't know what the primetime, I guess, game is for, for Sunday night. But is this like a Saturday night game? I don't even know. Uh, yeah. But I, I think I think this is going to be a loss in Cincinnati, regardless. It's listed as a Sunday game with no time right now. Yeah. Oh, have they announced this? No, it the, just there says, are Saturday games though, right? Have they announced what those yeah, Saturday I've got, games the are? ESPN schedule has this slated for Sunday, December seventeenth, oh, okay. but with no time. Vikings schedule just says TBD for time, uh, time and right date. Conflicting hmm. reports. Hmm. You might be right. 
Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't shock me because once you beat the 49ers, you can kind of beat anyone. Um, but this is a tough one to say a W with, if you, if, especially if you're winning a bunch of games in this stretch, could you go in and now, now you're facing a real team here in December on the road. Bengals are heating up for a playoff run. So I will say it's a loss for the Vikings. Okay. So we all have that as a loss. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Okay. Yes. Yes, all we do. Us. Yes. Okay, now it's home against Detroit, the first Detroit game, week 16. Christmas Eve. Dude, all right, this, see, I think they're going to split with Detroit. Hmm. I think they're going to split with Detroit. And we we talked about this last week. The question is, is the last game in Detroit going to be a, a game where Detroit is everything locked up and so they don't play guys? Or is it going to be a game where Detroit actually has to play? But you know what? I'm going to go with this being a third consecutive loss because I'm going to bank on Detroit having wrapped everything up by the last game and give the Vikings a win in that game. So I think this evens out as far as the series goes, but I'll say loss for this one. Spoiler alert there. You just spoiled your week 18 pick there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I'm getting to a point here. (laughs) Win for me. Win for me. I think the comeback home, Christmas Eve, going to be another fun one. Second straight year, the Vikings are hosting a Christmas Eve game at U.S. Bank, which is cool. Uh, But I think they come out and say, I mean, yeah, your your season's on the line here, essentially, because basically if things are playing out the way they are record-wise, if you drop this game, your chances at division probably are dead or close to dead. Uh, So I have it as a win, but it's going to be a dogfight as well. Right now it's a win. I know that... It doesn't feel this way after Detroit got rocked by the Ravens and the Vikings beat the 49ers, but I still think Detroit is the class of this division. And it's it's weird to even say that out loud. Detroit <laughs> is the class of this yeah. division. It's it the first time in my life that I've said that. I think this might be the crowning evening for the Lions clinching the division. So I'm going to say <laughs> Lions beat the Vikings in this game on Christmas Eve. Okay. And now we go home against the Packers on New Year's Eve, Judd. When... When I think the Packers will have cashed it in by if if I'm right about the Packers now, sort of having a lot of doubts about their season. If that is right by Christmas Eve, they are going to be on a they're going to be on a mental golf course. Not p- concerned about football. There will be business decisions made, not football decisions. Win for the Vikings. Is that game flexible? Sleep. That's a Sunday night game, New Year's Eve, right? No, like, I don't. Up, yeah, right? I don't know by that point. Yes, we looked it up. Christmas. Oh yeah, Christmas Eve was is set in stone. Um, that's a good point. New Year's Eve, I don't know. I think because it's a Sunday night game, I think that's flexible. There's no way okay. that they would keep that game. I gotta if, look up if the, the rules. Packers I always are... forget what the rules are now, especially since now they got Monday flexing and all that. Yeah. Okay, Declan. Win for me as well. I have this as a win. Um, pretty similar reasons to Judd. Um, they're at home. It's New Year's Eve night. I like that. It's a pretty cool atmosphere. Whether that whether that gets flexed out or not, um, I still think the Vikings most likely win this game, so I do have it as a win. Looking at that Week 17 slate of games, there is a Bengals-Chiefs game that's at 325. Could that get moved, I wonder, to Sunday night? Really interesting situation for them. Or is but, CBS protecting that? Or is that yeah, protecting could... that too? So. But there's going to be a lot of division stuff. You yeah. could see like an NFC South game right. that's like, you know... Right. Not sexy teams, but the divisions on the line. I've got it as a win as well. That brings us to week 18 at Detroit on Sunday, January 7th. Where are we at right now record-wise? I've got them at 9-7 and seven going into this game. 
Me too. Eight and eight. Okay. Eight and eight going into this game. All right. They win this game in Detroit, and they finish the season nine and eight. I have it as a win as well. I have it as a win and an NFC North title. Ten and seven. Vikings win the division, and they beat the Lions. Vikings win. Wait, wait, wait. Oh wow! So you have ten and you have ten and seven. You have them beating the Lions twice. Yep. Or no? Twice. Yes. yes. Sweeping the Lions. Yes. I'm sweeping. So the, the Lions, Lions would need to find five more losses. So two against the Vikings. The Lions would need to find three more losses mm-hmm. on the rest of their schedule. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, at Dallas could be a loss. Chargers uh, could be a loss. At Chargers, then they get, but then it's like Vegas, Green Bay, Chicago twice, at New Orleans, Denver, I guess. Wow. New Orleans could be tough. The Lions only finishing 10 and 7 and losing twice to the Vikings is a hot take. I yeah. would say that's a hot take. That's a very a hot huge take. Huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would, they should still celebrate, like getting into the playoffs for the first time. I mean, it would, yeah, starting 5 and 1 and trouncing a bunch of teams and then finishing 10 and 7. Yeah. I have it as a win. In my scenario, the Lions have already clinched the division, and they're not really even taking this game seriously because I don't. I don't think they're also fighting for the number one seed in the conference. Yeah. But right. the Vikings are fighting for a playoff spot, so the Vikings right. would be the team to me that is more motivated here. They win this game, and they finish ten and seven, and get in as a wild card team. So Judd's got them nine and eight. Declan and I have the Vikings ten and seven, but Declan has ten and seven being good enough to win the division. Mm-hmm. I've got ten and seven as a wild card. Wow! And could even be a situation where I mean, Vikings Lions in the on wild card weekend could one hundred percent be back in play. That could that could easily be whether whether who's hosting or not. That that's different. Obviously, I have the winning the division, so the Vikings would host in that situation, of course. But I wouldn't be shocked at all if these two teams met in the wild card round either. So Amazing. Okay. okay. So go ten, 10 and seven as a wild card in you for you would have them probably as like a six seed uh, nine, I, nine and eight if they snuck in would probably almost certainly be a seven seed mm-hmm. yeah yeah it depends on how two. the sort of the muck of the NFC sort of plays yeah. out you know yeah but uh, well it's it is amazing how one game and I don't think it's an overreaction to say that that game changed the path that they're on last night it it. Now, if you lose to the Packers, like Judd said, right. it opens up another conversation with 24 hours before the trade deadline. But um, just uh, incredible how that victory and the way that they did it changes the way that. And I'm curious to see how much did it change your perspective, listeners, too, and viewers of the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Are you sort of looking at this team differently than you did 24 hours ago? Uh, maybe we should actually do our own little experiment with our pigskin pecking order and see. We'll do that, and then we'll do Judd guesses the PFF grades, and uh, we'll see where we have the Vikings ranked. But let's shout out our friends over at Livia, helping a lot of Purple Daily and Score North listeners lose weight over the past couple of years. Yeah, told, told you the story. I think it was uh, last week about Steve, who sent in a note that he's lost 98 pounds with this program, consulted me about a year and a half ago, said, does Livia Weight Control Centers work? And I said, look, it helped me drop 40 pounds a couple of years back. In fact, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you're looking at Sports Dad on the left, Sports Dad on the right. Yep, 40 pounds down. Uh, Steve, again, almost 100 pounds. Livia Weight Control Centers, it works. And right now, 
there is an offer on the table that is going to make you want to stop procrastinating and get in contact with um, a program that's going to help you with a weight loss journey. Three months for free. That's right. Three months for free. So this is the time of year where you can hit the couch. It starts to get cold out. But you know what? Why not instead lose the weight and get in those clothes that don't fit? 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-LIVIA.COM. L-I-V-E-A.COM. Inside the state or out because the whole thing can be done virtually. Livia Weight Control Centers is going to work for you like it has for so many others who watch Purple Daily. Ugly debt can work for you as well. All right. There's uh, there's still time here left in this beautiful fall season to get your deck in order going into next year. Ugly deck is a great name. But what's funny is it's not really about an ugly deck. It's about a beautiful deck. You start with the ugly deck and then you end up with, look at these, some decks that are absolutely gorgeous. And if you want a deck like this, uglydeck.com right now, offering what they're calling a reserve my deck package now special for the DIY owner who wants to build a deck in the spring and save huge. This is only for a limited number of customers who reserve their deck package now. Uglydeck.com offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package plus lock in 2023 pricing uglydeck.com will deliver your deck package to your driveway by may 1st so next spring and you will save as much as get this ten thousand dollars on your deck build remember with ugly deck you get free plans a free coach access to their online deck build academy and they will install your footings and ledger you do the rest you save huge go to uglydeck.com today uh, hit the reserve my deck package now button and you know what ugly deck's going to help you end up with a beautiful deck Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Was anyone ballsy enough to put the Vikings in your top 10 in the pigskin packing order? That's what I want to know. So we're going to go through our top 10 teams. We all rank 10, and then we put an aggregate together, and then we'll tell you where the Vikings rank. Uh, So let's go through here. Number one, collectively, we have the Kansas City Chiefs as the best team in the league, and that was uniform across the board. All of us had the Chiefs, number one. Okay, number two, the Philadelphia Football Eagles. You guys both had the Eagles number two. I did not. I had the Eagles four. Three Baltimore Ravens making the biggest jump in the pigskin pecking yeah. order. Impressive. I had the Ravens two. Declan had the Ravens three. Judd had the Ravens four. So all of us are very high on the Ravens. San Francisco jumping down to four. These are all really good teams here, yeah. and this could change week to week. Miami Dolphins at five. Jacksonville Jaguars up to six. Detroit Lions punished a little bit. They were in the top five last week for us. They're down to seven after that butt-kicking in Baltimore. Yeah. Buffalo Bills, another kind of weird loss. Yeah. They're down to four and three now. I'm down on them. Yep. 
I'm, I'm just down on them. It's kind of a weird, weird vibe there. Dallas Cowboys are nine. They had a bye week. And then the Seattle Seahawks, just an interesting anonymous pack of Seahawks, flock of Seahawks. Pete Carroll, man. Pete, shout out to Pete Carroll. I thought you were done two years ago. Um, this guy does a great job. Like, he does, they man. just win. He chews gum a million miles a minute and gets his team fired up to play football. Yeah, it's a hell of a job. Geno Smith's been probably better than Russell Wilson the last couple of years. Not, not probably. He's been mm-hmm. better than Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only other team, so you guys had the same 10 teams that you see here, just ranked a little bit differently. I had nine of the 10 uh, with the Seahawks at 11 for me, and the Browns I still had at 10. Mm-hmm. A, a weird way for the Browns to win with Deshaun Watson going out. Uh, and then that game wound up being like almost 80 combined points between the Browns and the Colts. Where do we have the Vikings? I've vaulted them from 18th to 12th. Declan has them 16th. Judd has them 18th. So we've all moved them several notches up from where we were last week. Yeah, they'll take a big jump in mine if they can beat the Packers. Yeah, I think so. That's that's what I'm sort of holding over their head currently. Beat the Packers. If, if they beat the Packers pretty impressively, let's say it's like a 10-point win or something. Which and they don't have a lot of blowout wins as we've gone over a lot in the last few years, right? I think that would get me. Depending on what some of the other teams do, that would. I'm very close to putting them in the top ten based on analytics and their win over the 49ers. If they follow it up with a win against the Packers, I am very, very tempted to do something crazy and put them in the top ten. Hmm. If they beat the Packers, I'll probably get them to where you have them now. Okay, probably about twelfth. Very much on the sort of cousins top ten thing, where where he's he's on the you know he's about ten maybe a bit below, but I mean they've got an opportunity right now to vault themselves within the next month into the top ten pretty easily. Yeah, go take care of business. I mean, go you take do care. Have a what's great, the what's the early line right now? Packers by chance. one. Is it Packers one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Packers by one. Which which I I wonder if it's I wonder how much that's going to move going to it's going to move toward the oh vikings. god yeah yes don't you think definitely it'll be like vikings will be like two point favorites one and a half two point i think it'll definitely move game. towards the vikings yeah because they're they're trying to give the packers a one point home field advantage and i don't think it's going to hold yeah be super interesting um do you want to try guessing some pff grades here judley sure sure let me uh let me pull out the stats from last night okay we're gonna so, put Judd's Judd's old grizzled stats. reporter. Were we allowed to do that? Hat on here. We're gonna have Judd and his eye test with those field goggles from US Bank Stadium go up yep. against the Pro Football Focus video scouts or whatever you call them. Field We're looking glasses. for. We'll start with the offense. All right. We're yep. looking for the best three graded players and the worst three graded players. Right. So you're trying to guess six players, and we'll give you three total strikes to do so. Nice. Okay, Kirk Cousins for sure is one. Has to be. Kirk Cousins. He was the fourth highest graded player for the Vikings offensively last night. Did PFF a seventy-seven point two grade. Well, he did try to throw an interception at the end of the first half that Jordan Addison turned into a touchdown. So I think, like that play, for instance, Kirk was was graded well, but like that play, for instance, was a huge chunk of the success of Kirk and Jordan Addison probably gets more credit. So. And, and I wonder with the red zone failures too, how much that 
potentially dinged him. Like if one of those turns into a touchdown, it, it probably moves up a little bit, right? Yeah. He missed the throw to Addison. That looked like it was his fault. The Madison play was obviously on Alexander. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, let's go back to the drawing board. Offense, Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison was the number one graded offensive player, 84.9. Christian Derisaw. That's the number two graded offensive Look at this player. Guy. Marvelous game. All right. I have two strikes left, right? Um, TJ Hawkinson. Wow. I mean, Cal- Look at this oh, right my here. God. Wow, what a run. So you got the top three. He was, So uh, Hawkinson was an 82.8, Derrissaw an 84.3, Addison 84.9. Okay. Where to next? Uh, the worst offensive player. Alexander Madison. He was kind of middle of the pack. Okay. All right, so now I'm at 60.3. Yeah. Now I'm at two strikes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, All right, I'm going to go on a limb here. This is – I'm not confident in this. K.J. Osborne. K.J. Osborne was the third lowest graded player. Okay. Uh, so 56.9. So I'm looking for two more guys on offense who had bad games. Um. One of these this, guys was a 53, and the other one was a 42. Quick reminder for me, is this a snap count thing? Like, is there a certain amount of snap counts if they did not play that they don't qualify, good or bad? We, we usually say 15. Play at least okay. 15 snaps. All right, because Johnny Mutt didn't play that many. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you half credit. Johnny Mutt was the lowest graded player, but eight snaps. So you're going to get half credit for that. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more left. Um, God, is there any offensive line? I mean, I feel like the offensive line played really well. Um, but me. Ed Ingram. Ed Ingram was the fourth lowest graded player for the Vikings. Oh, Three wow. pressures, a, a quarterback staple, hit. Just a staple of the PFF um <laughs> Dinging he's, in the grades. He's always floating around there. The other yep. two were Garrett Bradbury, who had a rough night in pass protection. And then Josh Oliver actually was, really? was dinged. He did not block. The first play of the game, he did a great job kind of sealing off a 19-yard run. But he had a, a 42 overall grade and a 40 grade in run blocking. Hmm. So not a great night for Josh Oliver. He crossed my mind for a second to throw out there, and then I'm like, nah, there's no way. Bradbury yeah. got pushed around a few times on those red zone goal line situations pretty badly. Yes. Yeah, the, the the tush push, wasn't that the play that, well, there was a play before that, too, yeah. that he got beat. Yeah, that was the one I, I said even to potentially grab for Boone. But, yeah, there was a couple plays that were just, he got pushed. And, look, the 49ers' defensive line's absurd, too, so it's hard to block him. But, yeah, he had a rough Well. The red area, let's just say I think the head coach has to sit down and do some evaluating of himself. Play calling? Yeah. They're, they And they need to get creative. And when Jefferson comes back, they need to get way more creative down there. I agree, yeah. There's because ways it, to get around this. Because there's a lot of other teams have the advantage of a quarterback that can just go score a touchdown or keep something alive. Like, you need, you need to get guys – Kirk's not doing that. So 
you got to find ways. I agree. That's still that's still one thing. If they're going to go on this run and get to nine wins or ten wins, like we're talking about here, yes, they got to be a little bit more efficient in the red area. And the low red, those two, those two that they didn't get get in. I think they were at the two and the one. Football. The low red, the deep the red. red. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you got to be. I, I mean, you can't you can't come away with three points when you're like it's one thing to be at the nineteen, right? And come away with three points. The shallow red. Be, yeah. yeah, the shallow red. You got to be a whole oh boy. You got to get the points. So now on defense, we're looking for the three best and three worst graded yeah. defensive players. You get three strikes to guess Cam, all six. Cam Bynum at the top, one of the top. He's got to be. Number one, 92 grade out of 100. Just a heck of a game. Heck of a game. Um, Cam was targeted twice. He had He gave up one reception. And then he had the two interceptions, one in which wasn't a target, but uh, and then he also had six tackles in that game. I feel like the safety. I feel like the safeties played well beyond Cam as well. Uh, Josh Metellus, another top one. Josh Metellus is not correct. That's one strike. All right, Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks was the second highest graded defensive player. Stuff seventy five point eight. Man, he has had a nice season. I got to give him credit for the old man's been used right, and he's had a really nice season. He had two pressures, two quarterback hurries. He had a batted pass, six tackles, and a oh, yeah. stop tackle in this. Okay, game. Okay, you know who else I thought had a really good game, especially in the first half. My third one for the top three: a Caleb Evans. Mm, nope, two strikes. <laughs> All right, let's do some of the bottom ones, okay? Yes. Let, let's, let's switch. Let's switch to the from the good to the bad. Um, Byron Murphy Jr. at the bottom. He uh, he's a safe bet every week, pretty much. Yeah, this is not kind of stinks. This has not been what you well on the McCaffrey touchdown run. He was the last guy. He misses, a, lot of he misses a lot of tackles too. It's just that was him. Ugh. Yeah, he um, missed two more tackles last night. He was three of three when targeted. So now we need you got one strike left. We're looking for one top performer and two bottom performers. Mm. All right, I'm going to give you one more top performer because I do feel like the safeties played well. I've I've been uh, uh, confirmed on Bynum. I've been. Buzzed on Metellus, Harrison Smith. Nice. Work. Look at that guy. There it is. Harrison Smith was the third highest graded defensive player, 75.2. Forced the fumble, right? On McCaffrey? Yep, he I think was. He forced that fumble. He was credited with uh, a forced fumble. He was credited with four tackles and just sort of being in the right place at the right time in the run defense. Okay. All right, so now I have two left to get to the bottom of the list. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Two left, one strike left. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with a, a – uh, despite the fact he recovered the fumble, I'm going to go with a staple of the bottom of the PFF grades, Dean Lowry. Wow, the Dean Lowry slander here. Dean Lowry is incorrect. He was middle right. of the pack with a 61.6 grade. You've already actually named two of them, yeah. the other two. The, the two worst graded players in this game defensively – or a Caleb Evans at 43 and Josh Metellus at 45 and a half. 
Really? I yeah, thought dude, that it's Caleb so Evans hard with this defense to tell nice what's happening. Didn't they have three safeties on the field for every snap or something? Like, yeah, basically. Basically last yes. night or something, I thought I saw. So, well, yeah, they played and how four about this? times. They had 53 snaps on defense, and all three safeties played all 53 snaps. Cam Bynum played 53, Harrison Smith and Josh Metellus all played 53. Wow. Byron Murphy played 53, a Caleb Evans 52. Mm-hmm. Um, and my guy Jackson played um, a few snaps himself. Seven. He played seven. As a fourth, yeah. as a fourth safety. Yeah. That's crazy. And Lewisine was a healthy scratch again. Again. Yeah, <laughs> that's a uh, that's a sore point with fans when I tweet about it. Well, I don't know, like, what it's... It is, it is what it is. it is, man. Like, it's... Yeah. He had a first-round pick who's literally a healthy scratch two games. I ago. think there's a lot of people who think that because of, of uh, the... A gruesome leg injury he suffered last year that this year's like a get well year but nobody i mean he's not on the injury report and he told us in the spring i'm fine yeah so yeah and it's yeah i think it's by all accounts it's less about his explosiveness and his like physical status it's more about just where to be right place right time and well, really and I think in Flores' de- defense, as we're seeing, because the use of the safeties is is so rampant, yeah, and they're used as linebackers. I think that I think they're asked to do a ton of mental gymnastics. Oh, for sure. Yep. And, and you're so playing in places. Yeah, think about like, and just like the space you have to cover and be right. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna show blitz up front, and then we're gonna bail back and like bailing back into the right place. Like, right. So I think Lewis seen coming forward as a missile can be really effective, but is the question with this defense is, can you also bail backwards and be in the right place and not get burned in coverage? Yeah. And, you know. and can you know when to, when to do that at the right time? Cause if you do it at the wrong time, you're just going to get burned. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Wow. There it is. A little bonus episode here on this Tuesday. Right. The Viking situation has changed. Thank you guys for hanging out with us here. Purple daily, daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. They're a little closer than they were 24 hours ago.